not very much, but I thought nobody would listen by, by the second <laughs> well, one. But it'll hey, take a while. <laughs> so we're at number two. We're going to get going. This is Melanie Markling with uh, Northern Elite Firearms here in Prince Albert. She's agreed to be uh, my chat partner today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk just a little bit. I don't know if you, you said you didn't watch the last one. No, I didn't. Which is sad. It made me cry a little bit. But um, we're going to just be kind of just <laughs> chatting. Um, I don't have any questions prepared for you. We're not. We're just you know. This is just us, right? Just just us bullshit. Is, okay, a few wait, things. is this live? Is live on oh. Twitch. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> Arsenal Instinct is the name of the podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. I need a tagline. So if anyone can help me out with that, um, just Google what Arsenal and Google what Instinct is. I have an idea in my head, but uh, I just can't figure it out. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, this is what we are. We're going to be talking about business, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, or occupational health injuries, mm -hmm. um, or occupational stress injuries and running a business. Um, maybe even dogs cause I have a dog yes. business. So, and guns, of course with you, tell me about your business. Yeah. Well, I probably would talk about guns the whole time if you let me, but right. whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Well tell me, let's just talk about, uh, your business. Okay. How it started, like, I don't know, tell me how it started. How did it start? Okay. So, uh, well, I'd have to say it started 2016. We were, uh, Heath and I, we were, I don't know. We just, uh, we started talking about having just, what, what, would, what would it be like if we had a gun business type mm -hmm. thing? At that point, Heath was, uh, he was really into he was really into guns he was um oh geez <laughs> that's okay we're right here this is live yeah we're just all of the stuff um heath was really the one that was super into guns yep. he got me into um it's like an interest in long-range shooting okay. um and handgun shooting at my my um Sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, at that point, I had been in training for the, uh, for CSC. Sorry, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now because I've got a million things going on in okay, my so mind. Okay, so what did you do? What did you do before we opened the business? Let's, let's go there. Okay, that might be easier. Yeah. Uh, I was a parole officer. Okay. At the penitentiary, at Saskatchewan Penitentiary. Yep. For, oh, it was a while. It was, um, my, my time there in total was just under 12 years. Okay. And honestly, that's where my interest in guns started. Um, I had two prior experiences with firearms when mm -hmm. I was younger that I don't talk about with very many people. But um, the one, the very first, um, one of my very first um, experiences with a gun, it could have ended very tragically. Mm -hmm. And I was very young. Um, so really by the time I got to CSC, it was, um, not even on my plate. Guns weren't on, even on, they weren't even a blip in my mind. So I had to go to the firearm training in CTP. So mm. that's their, their training program where, uh, you know, I just developed immediately this love of firearms. I had shot a gun for the first time there. I hear my phone in the background, of course, so that's... <laughs> that's no, that's okay. That's, what, right that's what comes with being a business owner, right? That the phone goes and yeah. you're at its beck and call. Pretty yeah, much, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm babbling so much no, right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 
was really when I first tried shooting a gun. I, I, first, I, I first tried shooting a gun for the first yeah. time. It was crazy, I loved it. Um, I didn't know it was gonna end me, it was gonna result in me being here though. Um, in 2016, by that time, I was with my partner and we were talking about, you know, why, uh, what would it be like to do this? We just started doing it um, more um, just online. Right. And that's where we first got our building in Weldon. We started out in Weldon, Saskatchewan. Okay. And uh, we bought that bank, that old bank, just for the vaults. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we filled the vaults super quick. Like, it started growing really fast. Um, it's like as soon as I got onto, um, you know, so that's a, the great thing about social media, right, is you can get a word out there or you can get, you can get whatever information you want out there to, to get to the people, right? Mm -hmm. So when we, when we first started that bus this business in 2016, it really took off, like right away. Um, it took a while like, to fill the vaults, like I was saying. And then we decided that it was, uh, we had grown enough. And driving out to Weldon, it, we were driving out more and more out to Weldon. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a nice drive, but it got to be a lot. And we just started thinking, well, what can we do to make it, to grow the business? Yep but to make it, you know, maybe a bit, a bit easier. We started thinking about PA and, you know, PA really didn't have, PA didn't have a facility like this. I mean, we have ranges right. and I think it's awesome, but I think something that is at this, like what we have, PA didn't have it. No. It's another area, it's another, um, you know, it's another city, other cities have, you know, the indoor ranges and stuff. And we do have the, um, we do have our ranges around here, but with our, at that time with our, our interest, we knew, we, we both knew that we've got this interest in guns that's not going away, right? Yeah. And um, we're, we're doing well with the business. So grow it, that's the next kind of step, right? Just keep, keep focused, keep growing. Oh, absolutely. On, on what you have, what, what's working for you. Yeah. So, and that's what we did. We just decided that it, it took a while. We had to, we had to look for um, just finding, uh, finding land, finding the, um, just, just find, just figuring out the plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know you said that like the PA had ranges and stuff before, but I never, I never heard of them. Um, and I think it's all like even growing a business, it's all about the marketing part of it too, right? So oh, yeah. even you open it up and start marketing and people understand. Well, yeah. And that's what I was saying about the social media is it's, um, when I started doing it in 2016, it was, um, it really helped. Yeah. It really, truly helped. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what did your, uh, your husband, uh, Heath, you said? Yeah. Heath. What is it? What is, uh. So what, is, what did he do before, because you were parole, what did he do? Well, he was actually a correctional officer okay. at the penitentiary. Yep. Yep. So that is, that was his, that was his deal. He, we both quit around the same time. Well, I like to say retired. Retired, yeah. Uh, yeah, we took, it was a risk. I took everything that I had, like my pension, I took everything. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just put it into this. Right. Yeah, I just put everything that I everything that I had into yeah. this, yeah. So yeah. what, 
So, okay, we're going to go back a little bit. You said you were, you guys were just talking about your love of guns and how you should open something, but there had to have been something in there that drove you to want to get out of parole and wanted to get over, out of corrections. Uh, yeah, there so was. Let's, if you don't mind, we can talk about, no. talk about that, and that's kind of what we're after here. Yeah, so. no, 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 for yep. sure. And that was, you know, working... We're going to be real. Yep, be um, real. This is what this is all about. Yeah, working... Okay, so first, um, working for the federal government... Yep was not necessarily a bad thing mm -hmm. um it sorry about that it was um it was very challenging mm -hmm. i learned a lot so i like to say that if it for it if it wasn't for me you know just taking a risk and getting a job with the, um it going outside my kind of comfort zone getting a job with the government um i would have never shot my first gun mm -hmm. i never would have taken any kind of training I never would have, I likely maybe not have, would have been here where we're sitting right now, right? Yep. So it's all these series of choices. So the government, while working there, I, I learned a lot, right? I learned how to use a gun. I, and that's kind of where that, that um, everything kind of just grew from, from that point the, at the gun level. Um, some, of the, um, some of the skills I have like, um, Maybe right now I'm not a shining star, but interviewing skills, <laughs> I got to be really, I, I thought I was pretty good. Yeah. My writing, uh, my, my writing abilities increased because that's what I did as, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like interviewing and writing is uh, uh, risk assessment. Yep. Um, I was, I became really skilled at that, I think. Um, so there were, there were a lot of skills that I gained. Absolutely. Um, so I don't like to discredit it, and I do. I understand the government has its place. Yep. So this is, this is, mm -hmm. right, right. <laughs> well, but there yeah. were a lot of other things that contributed to um, a string of habits or um, just behaviors that were also they're not. They they didn't necessarily lead me down a good part of my life. Right. And then um, there was one incident in particular that uh, I don't like to say too much, but because it, it was very, it was very, it was very personal. It was very, you know, at the end, I just it was. It's not something I like to talk about. Yeah. Um, but there was an incident, and it it, um, it caused uh, a great deal of um, a great deal of sadness for me in my life mm -hmm. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was very. It was. I was very. Uh, I was very uh, damaged kind of person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just share whatever you think you can, and uh, I know I can't. I'm not ready to spill all my beans just yet either. So, whatever you can feel like you you have the the energy yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Uh, well, it was uh, th there was an incident, and it um, it uh, it involved it involved myself and an, and an inmate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it just, they, it kind of just snowballed into, by the end of it, I had, um, I had received my diagnosis with PTSD. Right. And, um, and then at, from there I needed to get real about, okay, what's, how am I going to deal with what I'm dealing with? How do I move past this? How do I move beyond this? Yeah. Did you go off work right away? Or... Uh, yeah, like I did. I did. I, I went off work, um, in, like in, basically immediately. Right. Um, I went back because 
well, I'm not going to give up. Yeah, that's what you do, right? I'm not going to give up. Yep. Just going to keep, you know, whatever. I'll work with it. I'll work through it. And it just didn't, uh, I was just finding it wasn't getting better. Yep. Um, I was, I was spiraling. I found that I wasn't getting the support that I was asking for. Yeah. And I asked for a lot of support. Oh, I know. I, so in my incident, I'm just going to interrupt you. My incident, we, uh, I went to that specific call and then the day later I, I wanted to go talk to my critical incident stress team um, to help me through it and then after a set of days off uh, never heard from anybody never heard from anybody mm -hmm. so I just kind of like okay well I guess it's not that important I guess I'm just overreacting right and then I went on for like three or four five years maybe working and like you said gradually uh, starting to decline and and uh, it, it just became a roller coaster right of uh, anger and emotions and stuff like that and there'd be times I'd be sitting in my patrol car mm -hmm. and I just had a light and I just start crying and I didn't know why and then that's what kind of prompted me to go see a doctor and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff right so mm -hmm. so yeah I totally understand what you're getting at with uh with spiral yeah just yeah like there would be there would be days when I would walk in and you know walking through a penitentiary like you're <laughs> it's hard to explain if you haven't done it right mm -hmm. so when you walk in, and this is a medium security institution, and you walk in through the barriers and you hear the clanging behind you or that, you know, or like the waiting, the waiting and the waiting at a barrier just mm. to, just to move, just to move through it. And I remember, you know, just sometimes just waiting to get through the barriers took forever. Then you have to walk through the dome or you're just exposed. Like it's just a... Are you familiar with it? I've been through, yep. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like an intensely dramatic, draconian type of a world, right? Yeah. And um, I get to my office and I just, I, I just, I would just go in and I would just shut the door and I would cry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just because I didn't know, like, I, I, I just, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what, what's going on? Like, just hyper, super hyper vigilant. Yeah. Just, uh, just not like really like what's what am I doing? This is not life. Yeah. Really, this and is not life. It's probably affecting your home life too. Oh and, yeah. 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 There was. Um, I think there. Then there was a buildup towards it too. Like yeah. there was. I think just in the in my process of becoming a government employee, mm -hmm. and in that kind of an environment. Um, it's, it's an environment unlike any other that I've experienced, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, you, you just develop for me, I, I don't want to say this happens with everybody, but for yeah. me, I developed some, uh, coping mechanisms that, um, at the time I felt they were, they were good and yeah. it was, it was helping me get by, yeah. but you know, maybe with maturity or maybe in helping to heal myself or to figure out, you know who I am and where, what I want in my life. Maybe it's just, I've, I've, I've grown or I've just gone past that yep. beyond that. But though some of the behaviors or coping mechanisms that I was using in my life, they weren't, um, I wouldn't say now <laughs> it's hard to say, right? Cause mm -hmm. it got me through. Yep. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. the. <laughs> I, yep. I don't know the answer. It's mm -hmm. just that, yes. Um, I'm not, I won't, um, I, I struggled with alcohol. Mm -hmm. So, that was yeah, kind too. of, yeah. Yep. Uh, and just being real about that has been kind of liberating actually, yep. because I don't know, I just, I don't drink. Yep. So now, but 
I, I used to drink a lot when I was younger. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's just, I think there was just, a, it was just, a, I don't know. It was just this thing, the, the series of things and events that happened. And um, really at the end of it, I felt as I'm crying in my office and kind of scared and kind of pathetic, well, what am I going to do to change it? Because mm -hmm. otherwise, this is what it is, well, Melanie. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you talked about uh, all the incidences that line up because this is kind of what, um, what I'm talking about. We're growing. As we go through these incidents in our life, um, we kind of grow to um, learn how to adapt better, right? Mm -hmm. So this becomes now our, our arsenal on how, how we're growing and how we're responding to new stimuli, new, new adventures in our lives, right? So um, I guess that's, you just kind of brought me right to the, the whole arsenal instinct on mm. why we're doing this, right? Because it's, I feel like everything we've gone through mm -hmm. helps us grow, um, grow our instincts, how to, how to adapt better, right? So like you said, we never, I, I didn't know how to adapt properly in that situation before. So I resulted, resorted to alcohol and uh, probably wasn't the best choice, but now I know better. And now I probably wouldn't do that the next time. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, alcohol for me was, um, you know, for the most part, mm -hmm. great. No issues. No issues at all. But um, there was always that very small chance that I would say, mm, whatever, it's a bottle of wine. Yeah. And then that would turn into, mm, I don't know what's wrong with another glass or, yeah. you know, yep. and then at that point, you know, for me, I just start feeling, I start maybe making decisions that they're not necessarily the putting me or keeping me on the trajectory that I'd like to keep on. Right. There's, there's a chance that it's, you know, taking me off. Yep. And I just start. I just started thinking. Well, why keep taking that risk, yeah. right? Why keep? Yeah, it's fun, and uh, you know when you. But is it though? Like I mean, and I. Uh, I think about it lots because <laughs> because even even you know over the holidays, uh, my family or my friends will say, "Oh, just have a drink, just mm -hmm. have a drink," and well, yeah, I'd like to just maybe have a glass of red wine. Actually, in some cultures, having a glass of wine a day is good for you, yeah. right? Yeah. So. What's the thing? I never, I never drank alcohol before. Like I was a very, very rarely I'd ever drink until did, after. Did and then, you, yeah. sorry. No. Did you know that if you drink, they say, and I, and I don't, I haven't verified this, but I've, I looked into it just this one, um, this one time. But if you, if you drink an ounce of gin, mm -hmm. if you have high blood pressure, it's supposed to I'll lower your blood pressure a little bit. <clears throat> Can you hear my stomach growling? <laughs> it, must, it must be the pine needles in the gin. <laughs> pine needles, right? I don't know what that's what it tastes like to me. You've heard yeah. about pine needles? No, tell me more about pine needles. Well, they're supposed to be super good for treating COVID. Really? Yeah. Uh, can I talk about COVID? You know what? We're, <laughs> we'll call it CVID. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise someone will find I, it and it'll be shut down. Well. And I'll only make two episodes and what... Like, what's the point of okay, that? Okay, you can cut this out, I guess. No, I'm not going to edit. This is all live streaming. Shit. So <laughs> so we'll just call it, we'll call it C-Vid. The Vid. The Vid. Or, okay, or, fair um, enough. What's that, what's that character on, um, have you watched Harry Potter? Probably not. Not for a long time. There's Voldemort. We'll just oh. call him Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort can be COVID. Because that's what. Well, you, you just you said it again, so. Yeah. I'm screwed. Sorry, everybody. We got to episode two of Arsenal Instinct. <laughs> Uh, find us again 
next time when I come up with a different name and start. Uh, no, I'm just anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry sure. Yeah, about COVID that. it helps with that. It's supposed to. You're, it's actually pine needles are supposed to be good. But you know what? To be honest, um, I hate that phrase. To be honest, because then they say, "Well, then are you not being honest when you're talking?" I am. I just it's just a it's a poor yeah. thing to say. But <laughs> to um, accentuate what I'm saying. Yes. There yeah. we go. Um, I've been using a combination of Labrador tea, rose hips, fireweed, and I use old man's beard. Yeah. I've been, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm studying them, but I've done quite a bit of research on them. Yeah. And, uh, and I've used them now yeah. for several years and I feel the health benefits from it. Okay. Yep. In so insofar as maybe upper respiratory cold symptoms, yeah. it's been really good. Yeah. Hmm. Why so is, uh... pine needles are supposed to be another one that is um, showing some, or it's like an ancient medicine, an old medicine. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. We got microphones. It's all good. Okay. Cool. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. I just I just go so with distracted. Uh, I just go with uh, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna get this totally wiped out here. Ivermectin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never used it, but um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. Like vitamin C, vitamin D. Well, it's just like uh, it's it's Natural taking taking control of your own health, right? Yep. So I d I think that if I'm completely dependent on whatever whatever corporation or whatever manufacturer, whatever it may be, government, whatever it is, if I'm completely dependent on something, yep. well, I don't know what happens if they're all of a sudden not there kind of thing. I just, I don't know. What are we doing to like think about our whole health and just, you know, taking, taking ourselves, like taking, taking responsibility for ourselves yeah. instead of hoping that something is going to be this miracle drug or this miracle cure. Right. Right. Yep. So for me, like when, when I'm out foraging or looking for these medicines, well, it's, it helps with, um, it's yeah, no, it's good. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it gets me out there. Yep. And that is one of the things that has helped me um, in really helped me in dealing with the with the PTSD. Right. And it's and they and they say and that scientifically proven that getting outside for a couple hours a day is very helpful mm -hmm. in just grounding yourself and realigning yourself and just kind of being in the moment because yep. I was just constantly just locked you know lost in my head just locked and thinking about so many things about, you know, worried and yeah. it's not a good place to be. Nope. So foraging for these things, not only is it getting me out there and active, but I've learned so much about the area in general, mm -hmm. about all of like, not all of it, but I've learned so much about the flora and fauna of our location. And I think that's very valuable knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure. Cause it's, uh, <clears throat> If something happens, like you said, we're not reliant on government or whatever. We can, you know, if you if you understand that kind of stuff, then you're able to survive a little bit, right? Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Like I just I just think sometimes about our uh, our younger people who maybe 
they don't get outside as much, yep. right? And do many of the people who are in there, I think probably the rural people are probably okay, but some of the kids that grew up in a city, um, I bet you some of those 20 year olds don't even know how to start a fire. No, probably not. Not that that means anything, but that's kind of a part of human history that I think that is important to, you know, yep. the, the basics of, you know, knowing how to find or get food if you needed to. Mm -hmm. Not just robbing the grocery store because then you know you're in a world of trouble. Yep. You're going to meet somebody like me in the penitentiary. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I wasn't easy on some of those people. No. no. So how long, okay, so how long after your incident, you were kind of explaining, how long after your incident did you, did you continue to work for before you, like, I had enough? Oh, done? yeah. So I was, um, as I was, I, as I was finding myself sitting in the office, just pathetic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I hate to say pathetic, but that's kind of, you know, you're, you're at a point, I was at a point where it's like, it was bad, it was a bad, it was bad news. Yeah. I thought, okay, what am I, what are we going to do? What am I, what am I going to do to, to really actually make a move out of here. Yep. So, you know... And you were with Heath at the time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, we had this, we, were, we, we had been selling these guns. I took action in the... I, I took action in the actual facility, and I had to... How do I want to word it? I just, do I want to say I was accommodated? I was probably accommodated in a way after mm. all this kind of unfolded and, you know, because I went to, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to managers. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people that know, knew about, I feel, was mm -hmm. things that were going on or things that had happened. So I was able to move into a different position that got me working outside the walls a little bit more often. So I worked more on the minimum security and, um, and uh, minimum security and the, like the intake unit, which you're, I mean, it's just a different environment. Mm -hmm. And so that was a lot, it was just a little bit healthier for me. And then in the meantime, like the business really started picking up. And so um, we just started making plans to, okay, this is what's happening. This seems like the next best thing. <clears throat> Let's, uh, Let's move to the next, let's yeah. move to the next part, which was starting the business plan for this, um, knowing and having lots of talks between us, mm -hmm. like just having lots of talks about, you know, this is going to be really hard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. And it's uh, like, this is, this is a commitment. Okay. Yeah. This is like a, this is a serious, like a, this is a big commitment. How did it, um, how did the whole incident, this, the PTSD and stuff, affect your relationship um, from there? Because uh, I know I had, some, uh, I had some pretty shitty relationships after mine, and it wasn't it didn't go over too well. Yeah, but, uh, there was uh, there, there was a there was there were issues. Yep. Um, but when I look back on it, I want to say a lot of it was um, it was maybe it was self inflicted because mm -hmm. I was um, just I was not in a good place. Yep. You know, I just really wasn't in a good place. So that was, um, that was a big thing. That's maybe it's still a big thing to kind of try and deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Just 
yeah, relationships maybe in general a little mm -hmm. bit. Then you um, add that extra stress on top of it and that injury, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's where that's where I think it's diff it's been a little bit more challenging for me mm -hmm. is uh, relationships for sure. Right. Yeah. I think it did uh, it did cause it did cause some some issues, but I have to be mindful of that. I have to be really mindful of that and um, just kind of focusing on what I want out of the relationships I have yep. and investing into the relationships with people that I think in my life that they, they want me to succeed and they want me to keep moving forward as opposed to maybe people who... It's not that they don't care, but they're just, um, they're just, it's not, a, it's not the same, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I learned from a lot of people that, uh, a lot of people say that you're, you're the average of the top, of the five people you hang around with the most. So if you, if you hang around with a lot of people that are, you know, very negative, you're, you know, it's going to drop and your, your negativity is going to drop. And, yeah. you know, if you're around all positive, you know, um, like-minded people, business-minded people, or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, exercise-minded people, whichever. Totally, you're, you're, I you're, believe you're it. You're an average of that. So mm -hmm. um, that's what I've been kind of trying to do in, um, you know, recently is, is trying to, I hate to say get rid of those relationships that I had in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, you can still be friends with these people. You can mm -hmm. still be whatever, but it's just, you have to do things for yourself and separate. Totally. Right? And yeah. find find who you want to be right. and be with those people. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, can you just backtrack just a sentence or two? Because that caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Kendall. Um, so, yeah, no, like we're, so I try, I try and um, hang around with the people I, I want to be like the yes. most, right? So if it's, or it's not even it's not even in person. It's like listening to podcasts. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah. reading like audio books, listening document studying these people right yeah because it doesn't have to be in person as long as you're um permeated with their information and, and their energy you know that's, that's mm -hmm. what kind of um helps helps you grow into where you want to be right totally yeah yeah no for sure it does um well and if you know this uh i find these days i am very much trying to surround myself with people like that mm -hmm. um and if I can be very accurate about mm -hmm. it, <laughs> is that the word yep. you used? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I've recently, what's really helped me more um, in this last year, I'd say probably maybe, you know, I want to say maybe almost two years, going through all the hard vid times, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> was um, returning to my faith. Right. And finding people that are kind of in that okay. in that realm as well, like they're really focused on, you know, having faith and um, just trying to live that trying to live that that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really been something that's helped me be even more grounded and focused. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know what? I love this. I love this style of, of podcast or this chat because I don't have any direction to go. You're, but, yeah, we're and definitely we kinda, not. Like, we spill off. We start on a different thing and then we spill off onto another. So now I want to get back to <laughs> yeah. um, where we were when you and Heath were talking about um, 
getting this this business going. Okay. Um, and then taking that huge step to leave your government jobs. Yes. And how that felt, like, um, what kind of stress were you under? Okay. What, like, how did that feel? So, all right. Um, working with Heath is um, has been a really good experience. Yep. Uh, he's very. He's very organized and he's very methodical and very business-minded. Uh, <clears throat> so I've learned lots about that kind of stuff. Because for myself, I'm more, I don't want to say scatterbrained. <laughs> uh, I procrastinate a little bit more. Okay. Uh, that's just kind of my nature. Was that, so that was before your injury, work injury? Or? Uh, Is that how you've yeah, always been? Yeah, I would say it was more, yeah, I procrastinate. I have produced some of my best work doing that as well, right? Yeah, so. it's a big rush. You're like, ah, I got to get this done. I know, but it, it does create a little bit more uh, stress. But yeah. um, no, I've, I've, I was able to work with Heath and he... Uh, so many people calling me about guns right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I, I, I want to I just mention, like, I want to do these uh, in the places of business or wherever you are because yeah. I want to see um, the natural reaction to things. I know because when I, like since my incident, even as a police officer, I'm always like looking around, hypervigilant, right? Yeah. So I kind of, it's on purpose because okay, I know yeah. you're in your business. So I want to see the business element. Like you're always, you're stressed about your work. Totally. Your, your business, <laughs> what am I missing, right? Yeah. And then even with things moving, right? Yeah. You, you got to like quick, t I'm, I'm even noticing myself anytime there's like any kind of movement. I'm yeah. Like well, looking. that's like, yeah, for sure. So, so that's, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm pissing was, people off by that because we're all looking around. <laughs> whatever, that's part of the show. So when I still Enjoy. go, when I still go, <laughs> when we go, when I was allowed to go into a restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, because you're, you're <laughs> my choices. Because of my choices. Because your choices. Yeah, you're, I don't have freedom of choice anymore. It's low just low, <laughs> low class citizen now. Well, yeah, yeah apparently, because I want to have some privacy and I want to have my freedom. So whatever, I guess that makes me dirty, dirty human. Clay rat. <laughs> Sick. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Oh, gross. <laughs> this interview's <laughs> over. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so now Shit. <laughs> we're back to work. Oh, wait. Are we allowed to swear on this? Is this, are you uh Yeah, I can swear. I, I just click a button that says explicit. Oh, okay. So then okay. we can talk about whatever we want. This is, that's no. what the fun thing is. I don't, I don't care. Like, we're not, okay, cool. Uh, okay. Where were we? Where were we? So <clears throat> he's um, business structure, yes. <clears throat> whatever, you're procrastinator, you're Well, I had, you know, I had some things to offer as well. Um, but he, he did teach me, he did teach me lots about business yep. and, um, in, um, in my position that I have here with the, with the business and our lives that we've created now, um, <clears throat> I really learned that women in my position who are supporting men who are businessmen and, you know, trying to create, a business and grow something and this can even go with a family mm -hmm. in general it doesn't even have to be a business it can be a family you can speak to it in terms of family a woman a woman's role needs to be to support her husband right or her boyfriend or whoever it is or her business partner you might get a lot of flack for saying that well how would i a lot of people don't agree with that i feel that i'm successful in in certain ways and actually many ways i feel yeah. like i'm successful well for yeah. sure 
Yeah. For sure you are. In I'm some just, ways, I, yeah. people would say I'm not, right? Mm -hmm. Divorced. Yeah. yeah. Some people would say I'm no. Divorced. Yeah. yeah. But some people would say yeah. that that's, that's a failure, right? Some people would, yeah. Yep. But support. <clears throat> I, I, from, from our mistakes and our failures, we learn, right? Yep. We learn from things. And I do think, so yes, in my role as a woman in a business, um, I have a different... I have a different thing to offer that mm. a man can't offer. So I offer a part of business that Heath admits, I don't know how you do it, and I'm so glad you can, and thank you for that. And the same goes for him. He runs a part of the business where, I don't know how you can do it all day, man. <laughs> but he does it, yeah. gets it done. And so we keep, we keep growing, we keep building what we, what we have, and um, I think it is acknowledging that I'm the boss. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, you might be. Well, I am, but okay, <laughs> I wish Heath was here to, to hear that. Say it really loud. No. <laughs> we'll play it back for him later. Yeah. We'll, I'll get what's him the to, time? No. Time on this? We'll just clip it. <laughs> I'll get him to watch it later. <laughs> No, but, but no, I, and I just, it's been, it's been hard though. Yep. It's been really hard. Yeah. Like <clears throat> it's just been, there's, there's days. Yeah. Yeah. There's days. Absolutely. Yeah. What did it feel like? What did it feel like to, when you actually, you made that decision and now you're like, oh shit, I, I have this paycheck coming every two oh. weeks, every month. Now yeah. I don't know what the, what my life's going to be. Yeah. I was, I was uh, scared. I yeah. was. Yeah. But you know, because I had, because, because we had, um, drawn up a business plan, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and when you're doing a, when you're going into any business, I would actually really strongly advise that you have a business plan, right? Yeah. Like, because otherwise, how do you know, even if it's a small, if you have, a, if it's a small business and you have a small amount of money at stake, you, you should keep, you should keep growing. Like you should, you should put, you should invest or the risk should be kind of worth it a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Although with that said, when I left the penitentiary finally, and it was in, uh, well, it was September 12th, 2018 was my very last day. Um, what day is it? Uh, September 12th. 2018 okay. was my last day and um, yeah I was scared because well I just I'm, I'm I kind of just go with the flow a lot too right yep. I just kind of trust my instincts try to be I'm trying to do the right thing I'm trying to do the good thing and Anyway, I, um, when I, 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 I remember walking out that day, actually, walking out those front doors uh, the very last time. <clears throat> and it was, uh, it was a very strange and surreal feeling. And it almost felt like most people didn't even realize, most people didn't believe it was actually going to happen, mm -hmm. right? That's the, that's the, uh, the sense that I kind of got from it because I just left and there wasn't really, it was just, it was so weird, the feeling yeah. of it. Did you feel like a weight was lifted off you at all? Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, I did. But I knew that, and I already committed. I told people mm -hmm. I'm not coming back. Yeah. So I can't go back, right? Yep. I can't. Um, and I, and then I, and I wouldn't. I just, I know that I wouldn't. Well, why would you? Well, I've, yeah. 
I've talked smack about the government for so long now. They would never hire me back no. anyway. But whatever. I mean, I'm here to help, right? If they wanted to contract my services. Well, you'd, need a, you'd need one of the, uh, the things in your arm. Yeah. Or 14 of them, whatever it's at now. What's well, that's, what, that's the truth. Right. That's the truth. Um, so, yeah. So, you, so it's not going to happen. So September 12th, 2018, I was walking out the front doors of the Saskatchewan Penitentiary thinking to myself, wow. This is it. Yeah. And so I compared it to jumping into the feeling, like just jumping into the ocean, in the middle of the ocean. Like, where do we go now? Mm -hmm. What, like, like there's no land in sight, right? Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of like that feeling. And uh, it was kind of that feeling, but I also knew with the business plan and with, you know, Heath's good business sense that we would, if things were going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I did have a feeling that things were going to be okay. So <laughs> it's just funny though, that on September 14th, so two days later, this was a Friday, um, I was walking into the bank knowing that I could be claiming bankruptcy that day. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that was like, holy shit. Well, here we go. <laughs> so I'll yeah. deal with it when I go across that bridge when I get there. And so that's what I did. And, uh, and then, yeah, we just, uh, and then I just, I couldn't think about it anymore. I just stopped thinking about it because I, I just had to have some faith that things were going to turn, that things were going to turn out okay. And now you got to look forward. And yeah, so I let Heath do his thing that he needed to do for the business. Yep. And I did my thing that I needed to do for the business to keep it going. And that's what we still do. We just, we just keep it going. Nice. So yeah, we want to grow it. And I still have a million challenges in my head that I'm always trying to work through. But, um, you know, learning about the area that I live in, that I've been born and raised in, I grew up in, mm -hmm. just learning about the area and learning how to support myself. Because yep. I can't count on anybody. Yep. Um, yeah, just you, you kind of are on your own and it's great to build up a community around yourself of like-minded people yeah. so that you can see how far you can go. Because yeah. why not do that too? Exactly. You, you, we only live one life, really. Yeah. So I just don't want to feel sorry for myself all the time because I, I could sit at home and feel sorry for myself. Walmart, I could have yeah. today. Yeah. I could have just, just whatever. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And whatever. do you think that's exasperated by the post-traumatic stress do you think uh do you think maybe um you know some of those days you get some of those days because of uh because of that uh yeah i would say that with the ptsd it's it's probably going to be an ongoing thing mm -hmm. that i have to kind of manage yep. just it maybe well i don't know i don't know for just sure for me i find i find that there's there's weeks like i can go <clears throat> something will happen and I'll just be like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a shitty dog trainer. I'm a shitty business owner. I can't manage people. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. And then I go for like a few days. And but doesn't I'm like, everybody do that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not everybody, but I, I know that. I don't know if that's well, part of, too. I don't know if that's part of the, you know, the injury, the, the PTSD. Well, like I, well myself, see, I, right? like, I go through that too. So yeah. maybe, possibly, maybe. I don't know. But then I like, I have to think about it. I have to like consciously think about it and sit down and be like, okay, 
where did you come from? Where did you, you know, you left the police with nothing, you know, and now you started this. So come on, you've gotten here somehow. Let's snap out of this and get, get to work. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, um, that's how I deal. But I go through, you know, it's sometimes it could be like a week and I'm like just in a blah mood and I'm, I'm feeling shitty and mm -hmm. I just have to kind of pull myself out. So um, mm -hmm. do you feel the same? If I let myself, I could, I guess. So you probably, you, you, you figured out ways that you can just like pull yourself out of that. You nonsense. just have to. Yeah. You, you, there's no other choice. You, you just, for me, that's how I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can, like, I can sit and feel sorry for myself and just let the world go, you know, yep. go yonder. But Good. I, I can't, yeah. I just, I give myself moments yep. because I do have moments in my head where it's hard yeah. I think I'm just thinking I'm dwelling ruminating yeah. all those words I'm doing that in my head and so I have to um, I have to tell myself okay snap out of it mm -hmm. that's that's autopilot yeah. right so that's a term that I learned many years ago or an idea yeah but um, you just have to get out of that and then like wake up and like, what can I do to improve myself today so that tomorrow I'm even better <clears throat> or stronger yeah. knowing that even as I get older, like just waking up some mornings now, I just, I feel like an old person. Do you, ever, do you have <laughs> techniques that you can, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that there's other people with PTSD that are struggling. Yes. That are watching or they will watch or listen. Yeah. Do you have anything that you could, you know, any techniques or, or uh, routines that you do to kind of help you get back on track after something like that? Yeah. Um, so, hmm, how can I say it? You need to just, for me, I really need to focus on just not being inside my body, but where, where am I physically right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on around me right now that could either be... Um, causing me to panic or to worry or to like, be afraid, whatever it is. And usually when I look around, <clears throat> when I snap out of it and I kind of wake up out of these, because it's, it's, it's thoughts, right? It's thinking mm -hmm. that gets us, it got me into these behaviors where I was avoiding and it was, it was, it was bad, right? Yep. So what can I do in this moment that will, that will help? Right. So um, a lot of the times when I was first starting out, like when I was first trying to get through everything, it would be just taking a small area like it could be a table in the house or a coffee table, even start out with or a closet and then just organize it and clean it. Mm. Just like get your mind or even clean a gun. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, my, my, some people might think that that works in a, in a bad way, but having a hobby or having something to focus on yeah. that is going to move you forward is really a very good trick. It's very good because now say you have your coffee table and you just say, okay, I'm just going to, whatever, I'm going to listen to this crazy woman talk about doing something like this. I'll just clean my coffee table off. So you clean off that coffee table, you, and you don't, you, you do a good job of it, right? You don't do like, you don't do this poor ass, like whatever yep. you actually, clean off the coffee table, wipe it down, just do whatever. And it looks nice. Like yep. it's, it's kind of this little, put a plant on it. Yep. 
put a couple books on it, put a, put a cup of coffee on it, right? Yep. So you get into this, oh, okay. So then it starts to, you see that, and then if you can just keep yourself, it's kind of a, an anchoring technique maybe. So you, you focus on that and then you can start, you can start working on the other things around you, right? Um, so I would start going for, I would start walking and then I would notice small, and I would make a commitment to it, right? Mm -hmm. I would just say, okay, I really want to try helping myself through this, through these bad times. So I know that, you know, walking, I've read, I've, I've been trying to help myself and walking is a good way. Exercise is a good way to clear your mind yep. and to... It helps your, it gets your adrenaline pumping, gets your lungs moving and your blood circulating. It's really healthy and good for you. So when you commit to things like that, you start noticing small little improvements in like physically. And then it just, you kind of just build on it. It just yeah. kind of like, it just kind of snowballs from there. And it's a snowball of goodness. Yeah. You're not snowballing downward anymore thinking. Yeah. And when you're thinking and sitting in your head, and you, like you're sitting in front of a screen and you're eating and then you're, you're drinking and you're hanging out with the same people who just want to drink. And, yeah. and we're great people probably, right? Yeah. But they, got, they have their ways of dealing with things that yeah. maybe aren't your way of dealing, dealing with things. So, and then, you know, when I started walking, I started walking in the bush and I got involved, you know, in all these different things. Like I, I had developed all these interests. Yeah. And now, like I'm, pure, I'm pretty much just medicating myself with everything that... That yep. comes from me, right? Yep. So what's mine? I was I used to I'd hit the gym and I I used to love going. Well, you can't tell now, but I used to love going for runs. Mm -hmm. I'd go for runs out in uh, Little Red mm -hmm. for like like an hour or so, and oh, I love just Little clear Red. And, and isn't Little Red the best? Yeah, we're so lucky to have it. Yep. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I started. Um, I started, when I was talking about a plant, um, I started just collecting plants. Oh, yeah. yeah. A hobby, yeah. Yeah, just so having hobbies is another, it's another really good way of kind of getting yourself out of it, uh, repairing relationships if you can that you want repaired, mm -hmm. you know, not leaving anybody. I don't know. I think when I was kind of at my lowest kind of, this is kind of hard and trying to overcome lots of things, um, I maybe wasn't treating people the best. I wasn't <laughs> just kind of... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's no... I, I don't have an excuse for it. That's just... Yeah. It is the, yeah. It is what it is. Well, so. I, was an, I was an asshole, I know. Yeah. Especially the people that didn't deserve it that were trying to be there for me. Yeah. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't know why, but I, it's the way it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Uh, it's not so, it's not something to be proud of, I guess, but it's just it's part of learning, right? Yeah. And it's a sad like it's we all have sad things to learn, yep. right? So it is kind of a sad um, a sad uh, part of life is um, parting from people, whether on good or bad terms. Yeah. Right. So. So what? Uh, we'll change the topic a little bit here. What? Um, how did uh, Voldemort affect your business? When it when uh, it reared its his ugly little head his there, ugly head. his ugly spiked head, his ugly spiked head, yeah. Well, okay. About him too, eh? Hey? Did you see the commercial about uh, Voldemort last year? No. About Christmas, don't be the Voldemort. Don't don't invite Voldemort no. to your yeah. Christmas dinner. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, yeah. did you know that in BC they made it uh, illegal to associate with anybody who <laughs> has not been afraid of Voldemort? Really? Yeah. Oof. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, we could go off on like, uh, like Hi. a really... I'm good. How are you, Robin? <clears throat> anyway. We could really go off on something there, but... Let's, yeah. We'll just... Uh, we'll, we'll how to, okay, business. Yeah, yeah. So what happened so, business-wise? <laughs> during okay, so at the, <laughs> at the beginning... Did he buy a gun? No. <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> um, I was petrified at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I was really scared because I, my, my youngest little boy, he has severe asthma okay. and he has since like, it's, it's really very serious thing in our family. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was petrified right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even like, there was the first six months. I didn't even see my kids mm -hmm. because we kept them sheltered, locked in and sheltered thinking that yeah. I, and I kept getting, because working at the store, I kept getting exposed, exposed to possible, yeah. oh, do we know, do they have, do they have, has he come to meet, has he come to visit them? Has Boulevard shook his hand? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I just, I was petrified. So it was very, that was a very tragic time in my life, actually, mm -hmm. when I look back on it, I cried so much. Uh, the business, we basically... Well, we started our businesses about the same time, Okay. because I, I opened officially... January 7th, 2019 is when I kind of opened my doors at Arsenal K9. Okay. So, and I was doing um, private training out of my, like out of my acreage mm -hmm. in a little bit in 2018. So, <laughs> so can, can, we, can we talk about old times? Like from last Christmas? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. That secret party you had? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, we could talk about it now because it's over. It's over. It's over. So now. we had last Christmas, everything was locked down and, and we were denied everything. <laughs> so we, we had a prohibition party where we had to dress up as, um, as a 20s and 30s characters and uh, during the prohibition. So we had to like keep the door locked. Everyone parked all around the area oh, just man. so we could have that I Christmas party. I was scared party. to go in. I, oh yeah, I thought I was gonna get like like chased down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I did. It was horrible. These are the times we live in, though, right? I know. It's... And I, I think it's important. It's noteworthy to talk about that. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll include some pictures that that night there. Some <laughs> pictures, but that yeah, was pretty fun. I thought that it was, was pretty fun. That was a fun night. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So anyways, yeah. So it, it uh, you were scared and I was scared. New business. The business was. Um, we didn't know what we were going to do. We we basically made it just curbside pickup. We didn't really let any. We shut down the axe range. We shut down the gun range. Um, we just followed all the protocols. Just being yeah. really super safe. Like I took it serious. Well, I, it's not that I don't take sickness seriously, but at that point I was like full on. I wasn't even going to stores. I wasn't like, I was just trying to stay alive mm -hmm. because I was petrified of a plague that was going to kill myself or my children. Yeah. So that's, that's the state of mind I was at. So the store kind of just, <clears throat> it was, it wasn't super affected because by May of 2020, that is when Trudeau implemented the OIC, mm. the Order and Council. So they banned a whole bunch Black of guns. Black Rifle Coffee? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All these 
people who know nothing about what they're talking about, yeah. um, they banned a whole lot of guns. So, like, what are you trying to say, right? Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. We had our range, we were doing so well just because of the tourism. We'd have people that found out that you can shoot a 50 BMG in our range. This is not a common thing. Right. And so our range was, it's the highest rated range in the province. And so, uh, and in, even shooting the AR-15s, right? So we had this super cool thing going on, bringing people into this, in, bringing into the city, um, and offering this opportunity, and that was just shut down. Oh, yeah. So we lost lots. Like we lost all that access to, you know, for that, for people using the range. Um, of course, we lost so much in inventory because mm -hmm. they banned all those guns. So all yeah. of a sudden, it made that the, they're complete. Well, at this point, they're obsolete. Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess people couldn't just come in and, and buy them before, before that all came into Oh, it. we did before, before they, yeah. because people knew this was coming. Yeah. Oh, well, the number of guns that were sold up yeah. until that point, it was unreal. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's still unreal because yeah. I think, you know, well, because of the, the name that shall not be speaking that yeah. are said, or how do they, how do they say that on Harry Potter? He who shall, shall not, not be named. named. Voldemort, yeah. We can't, um, yeah, because, well, I know, I've heard, I've heard people are stocking up. Right oh, now. man, it's crazy. Well, it's good for you. Well, I mean, it is, but it's also crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I understand now that, well, I've understood this for a long time, that I do have a, I'm, we're pumping out a lot of guns into the community, like yeah. a lot. Legally. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and, uh. It's, uh, it's imperative that these people, these people, yeah. well, that, that people are being safe and responsible yeah. with guns. Yeah. I believe that you still, even though, yeah, I'm giving away or we're selling all these guns, you, you, do, you do need to be responsible well, with them. You have always, I always see that you guys always have courses uh, yes. available here <clears throat> and stuff, so yeah. that's part of being responsible, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Selling, you got to make sure that everyone's safe. For sure. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just think that there's a, there, there's, there's such a valuable tool, mm -hmm. um, but they just like a, just like a blender. I'm telling you, and I tell my kids this, if I have my pink KitchenAid, you know, blending and my hair were to fall down while it's blending real and got tangled up, mm -hmm. that could seriously hurt me. It could, yeah. That could, right? And that's just a blender. That's just, right? Yeah. So, the same thing with a gun is you can get seriously harmed or, you know, you can, you can get, there's, there can be tragedy with a gun. Yeah, but do blenders attack people randomly? <laughs> like I've heard guns do. There's no reason you have to be right? a person. Guns will just attack people. I know. Right? Those KitchenAids, they, they are menace to they society. That, eh? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But that's what I mean, yeah. right? You have to, when you're putting these, you don't go and give lessons on KitchenAids. I know. I get it. But... <laughs> A gun is... Some people I think you should. You have to have some... There's got to be some precautions taken yeah. with them. <clears throat> for sure. And for me, I just think about my kids. And if my kids are going over to Susan's house, mm -hmm. and I don't know if her or whoever she has living with her have guns or how they... Like, I don't... You know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I want to make sure that my kids, if they're going over there... And they see these guns that they know exactly what 
to do and what not to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and my kids do. Yeah. I would, I would feel very confident that my kids Perfect. would. They, I've taken away most of the curiosity and the mystery out of guns from my kids. Yeah. So <clears throat> that is, um, that's a goal I think every parent should have. Mm -hmm. Just because the guns aren't going anywhere. Uh, kids, they play video games. They watch, they watch social media. They watch TV. They see guns. And if you're not, I don't know, why not? Why keep that information from them? Mm -hmm. Just show them. So I might have, I'm hoping, maybe some American viewers who are not really aware of, they just think Canadians, we don't have guns at all and we're just... Oh. So maybe just give us, a, I don't know if you know a lot about the, like some of the laws in the United States, but um, kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown on what you need to get a gun in Canada. Okay. So first you should have access to a job. I say that because shooting is an expensive hobby <laughs> and it's also, um, <clears throat> you know, in order to keep yourself buying bullets and participating and, you know, coming to the range or anything like that, you need to have money. And I always think the best way to get money is legally and doing something productive. So you, right. you should be working. <clears throat> now, you can be 12 years old and you can get a minor's license. So that's when you can first, um, you know, you can first do the course to get a gun. So 12 year olds, yes, they can possess. They can't, um, and that's for borrowing a gun. Say okay. they want to go. <clears throat> they can't buy one. No, they can't buy one and they can't, they can't own one for themselves, but mm. they can possess one. They can, they can, you know, if dad has a pal as well, Right. Um, it can be kept in, you know, a rifle can be kept in dad's safe. And but if dad doesn't have a pal, they can't. No, okay. <clears throat> no. Okay. So when you go to apply for your pal, you have to take a course. It's a, it's about a nine hour course. Um, the instructor covers all the, all the basics. So firearm safety, the acts improve and then goes through, you know, their, their course. It's, uh, there's a test at the end of it. It's a practical test where you're manipulating the firearms that he has. And uh, there's also a written test. So you have okay. to pass that. And then once, um, once the instructor, you know, he's given his own assessment of you and the situation and your knowledge, he'll give you a pass or a fail. On how that. long does the test last for? Um, like if, I, if I took my test 20 years ago, is it still valid? No. You would definitely need to redo the course. Okay, yeah. what, if I, what about if five you years? Uh, five years would be iffy. Okay. It would depend on if the instructor still has your papers like, okay. or not. Yep. But if you've lost your papers, like if you've taken the test, like say five years ago, um, I want to say chances are the instructor would have a copy. And if not, you'd, you'd probably have to take the, co the course again. Okay. Um, but it's, and yeah, you have to sit there. They, they go through the whole course. And we offer, we offer them here. So that's for the non-restricted and the restricted. You need to have your non-restricted, which includes a rifle, a shotgun, um, just kind of like the longer barreled type okay. uh, firearms. Those, those would be typically your non-restricted firearms. And then there's um, the restricted firearms, which are like your handguns. They were like AR-15s and stuff mm -hmm. before they were banned. But um, some shorter, some shorter okay. uh, uh, barreled like carbines and stuff, yeah. they are restricted. So you need to have that non-restricted before you get the access to those, to those ones. Mm -hmm. So okay. once you take those tests, 
so you can take them both together, you can take the courses together. Then you send away to the RCMP, and then the RCMP take their time to, it's usually about 45 days. I think it's been a little bit longer because of that oh, shell yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's so funny. Um, so they take about 45 days, I wanted to say, mm. uh, give or take. And then they will check on the references that you give. They'll check on, I don't know what they check to be honest. They just check a few things. There's a, it's a questionnaire. It's, a, it's an application you have to fill out. Okay. And then they kind of give their yes or no. You pay, you pay more money yeah, um, to get that done. Yep. And then they send you, send you back your pal, your card. Yep. And then, and then you're in, and you you're are in, way. you are in one of the most scrutinized, um, citizen groups in the country. So, hmm. because with, well, especially with a, with a restricted firearm, they are, I believe they're scanning us every day. Like do if, they, do they need your vaccination status to get a pal yet? That's a good question. Hmm. I, I wonder don't know if that's coming. I wonder. Why did you even say that? I don't know. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to edit these episodes. Maybe I'll edit that part. Ah, whatever. We'll wait and see if it happens, right? Yeah. So how do they store? How do like? What do you? Can we just like in the states? We can carry them around. They can carry them around. Can we do that here? Uh no. <laughs> no, we can't. I'm working on it though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, before my time on this earth is done, I would like to see an opportunity where people can carry if they would like to. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if I'm going out berry picking north of town and it's the wild, I'm right out in the wild and I've encountered bears and I've encountered, I've encountered uh, coyotes, um, <clears throat> uh, deer, like no wolves or anything, but I do have a little bit of a fear of running into a wolf just mm -hmm. because I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, if I'm out berry picking, I feel like it would be more convenient to have a sidearm or like a pistol as opposed to carrying it like slinging a shotgun right. on my back yep. right i just feel like it would just be handier so i am next week or sorry next month i'm starting um it's called like ipsic training okay i'm taking the black badge course so that is drawing uh, a, a firearm from a holster okay. and speeding with uh, shooting with speed and accuracy. Speeding with shooting. Yeah. <laughs> driving out the window. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. speeding. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's quite. That is quite a bit different than than in the states. And I hope. I don't know. I. I can see why they do that there, and I. I think that it should be. We should have that right too. But. Yeah. With this with this government, I don't think it's gonna. Well, I don't know what's going on with this government. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. I, I couldn't speculate what's, yeah. what thought is being <laughs> Well, thought. he did actually come on there and say that he's, <clears throat> they are taking away our freedoms and our rights, and they, they have the availability to do so. so. Well, they'll just do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Just got to like, live with it now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Unless everybody from out west moves out east. Then maybe we have a chance. I don't even, uh, no, I, I really don't understand it at all. I have a lot to say about it. I just don't know how much you want me to say no. about it or like, I think there's something wrong. 
Yeah. Like, I think there's big time corruption going on right now oh, for sure in our country, yeah. in our province. Like, yeah. you, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I want to question the people in our city because you moved, hey? Like, well, I'm you, kind of back and forth. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Alberta now. Yeah. So, have you been like keeping up with what's going on in PA here? Nope. It's crazy. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, what like. To worry about? Um, well, you know what? <laughs> a woman a couple of weeks ago, she homeschools her children, and um, she attempted to go to the public library mm -hmm. that we all pay taxes for, mm -hmm. and um, her kids aren't in the school, so she just wants to have access to the public library for yep. her children. And um, she was told that she's not welcome in the library, um, but her kids could go in, right? Her kids could go in. So last, this, when this happened, it was like <clears throat> 30 below, right? This is last week. There was a really cold. We had a, like a couple days that were like super cold. They didn't even let her wait in the, in the, lobby? In the lobby. Really? They made her wait outside. Did they walk there probably? <clears throat> She walked there? Or she drove? Uh, I don't even, I don't know oh. that point. I don't know if they walked, drove, cut the yep. bus. I don't know. I have no idea. But um, she had to wait outside. Um, but her, her kids were allowed to go in yep. and do, and, you know, do whatever they needed to do. But it's like, <clears throat> so, and this is kind of where the, this pen, penitentiary thinking comes in, possibly, because I know a lot about the community. But, so... You're going to let two small children go in unattended and you're screening for that which shall not be named, mm -hmm. but you're not screening if there's any pedophiles or any sex offenders wandering through. You don't ask them, nope. right? You don't ask them. Nope. So these, you know, who's watching these little ones? Because the parent is no longer allowed the, yeah. because the parent has no, you there's no there's no access to a public library anymore like wasn't some like wasn't our our society founded on public libraries and public education sort of yeah. I, I mean wasn't it so i mean yeah that was that's an issue for me yeah. when you have um that level of uh that level of rule making that it affects just like no who even goes to the library why would that even be like a, yeah. a big thing? Like it's not crowded. Nope. Have you seen not some like of the events? Have you seen? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like it's a library is not a super spreader event. It's just really not. I, and I go to the library here, the public library, and mm. I do use the the library here. And for that matter, I'm not allowed to use the library here. Um, my kids don't have access to their library at their school right now because the public system has opted to close the libraries down because of we need to protect ourselves oh, right of course yeah as an alumni of the university of saskatchewan i'm not allowed i'm not welcomed on the university there so i'm depending now on all of my information from whatever newspapers that i can gather that come to my mailbox mm -hmm. um, or getting my information off the internet which many times the information can just be wiped clear away well, I've seen it. Um, there's been some things I've seen on the government website, Government of Canada they website do it. that's gone. They do it. Yep. So you're, you're essentially what's happening, and people will roll their eyes, but it's book burning. Like, yep. you're, not, you're not allowing me, you're not giving me or our children access to books now? Mm -hmm. like, and that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about, being dependent on something. Yep. So if you're making me dependent on my phone, for instance, to gather information or a computer screen, well... 
if I don't have it together right in front of me and figure out what is what I need in case I don't have access to a phone, mm -hmm. you know, because phones can drop and phones can whatever. Yeah, batteries die. What, what's my yeah. backup plan? Yeah. Well, that's kind of where the, that's kind the of where the, stuff yeah, that all that kind of comes yeah. into play, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one, so. No. No. No, I know I'm definitely <laughs> not the only one, but it's, it's not something that, it's not a thought that a lot of people have, um, put much effort into because no. No. who wants to spend some like, all that time you know do you know talking about or planning for something you have no idea what's if it's going to happen or not right yep. so but I just like it I like learning in general so mm -hmm. <clears throat> teaching myself is probably the um the best way that I've been able to get myself out of really bad situations mm -hmm. I suppose or situations that just are not uh, for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, this was good. I think we went like way longer than I expected to, which I, was awesome. Okay. So, is do you want to talk about anything else? I can sit here for. Whatever, oh but, no! I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um. Oh geez. Well. No, I need to be guided. So, if, I mean, if you're <laughs> well, kind of like. <laughs> I mean, I, you must have thought when I said, when I called you up and asked you if you want to do this, you must have been something you wanted to talk about. Is, did you have anything like, no. oh, maybe I can mention this. Oh. Maybe I can mention that. Well. Plug your. Yeah, business. well. Yeah, okay. Well. You can do it online, right? You can buy stuff online. Yeah, you can. Um, where do people find you? People can find me, uh, let's see, just on the on the general internet at www.northernelitefirearms.ca. We are on Facebook, which I'm just really, I'm mostly disappointed with Facebook, but I've committed so much time to I it. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to totally give up on it, but at the same time, it's so frustrating because I'm, I'm, I feel that I'm fairly censored, um, especially with my business. With the firearms part? Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, um, I, well, because I advocate and support firearms, and that's a platform that doesn't agree with no. that. They believe that firearms are scary and dangerous. And bad. And they, they're and the bad. ones that they think they attack people randomly, right? Right, right. Yes, and yeah. they're the ones that spread this, you know, they make the, they make this news go everywhere yeah. right so then people have this bad idea about them and um so anyways facebook i'm on there i do um <clears throat> there's a page on there um we do do you get instagram instagram kind of okay. sort of a little bit do you um do the twitter twitter i don't do the twitter no i i kind of started but twitter is kind of toxic it can be yeah well they all can but uh, I'm on, I do like Pinterest, I do YouTube, um, I do them all, but to try and, to try and manage it all, like to yeah. put yeah, it all and blend it seamlessly, <laughs> it's really hard. Do you do TikTok? Have you done any TikTok videos? I, I have trends? done, yeah, I have done. I, I got some TikToks out there, <clears throat> I've done some trends. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've gotten, I think, like over a hundred views on one of them. Oh, yeah. It's well, a big deal. On one of mine, I did, <laughs> on one of mine, I did get 57,000 views. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See more than me. I got what my biggest one was like 37,000. Okay. Or 3,700. It was so stupid. Mine was just of a, 
It was no, fifty-seven thousand. We're close. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, we have like two. It's, of it's of interest, right? Yeah. It's of interest. Yeah. Mine was just a picture. I was looking inside a pot in my house, and there was a little spider-looking thing, crab. It was a really creepy-looking insect, and I just took a. I was a. I was a video, and I just put it to music. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna put that on there, because I was taking. I was doing TikToks of my fish tank. Yeah. Was it the Itsy Bitsy Spider song? No. I would have laughed. It was... I would have watched that one probably. <laughs> it was, oh, which one was it? Missed opportunity. Totally. I don't even remember what song it was, but it was like the first, the first word was run. And then it was oh, like, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know who said it. Yes, you, I know you, which one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So it was that one. Can you sing it? No. No. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. Yeah, there's, so YouTube, oh, on YouTube, um, I did a video of a guy who came in here trying out a gun, and uh, that video, it went to like 10 million views, mm -hmm. we did 10 million views, and YouTube, I just realized this, because I thought, oh, this is great advertising, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just getting, it's, wow, 10 million, like, and there was so many, like, watch, like, viewing hours, so it was, it was perfect. But I'm pretty sure YouTube just kind of scratched it. Yeah. It was getting too much attention, I guess. Yeah. So, hmm. right? We it's, should try like TikToks, maybe like show <clears throat> little clips of like. No, I get I get banned for showing guns on TikTok. Do you? Yeah. TikTok is that too? Yeah, they did. Know. I did this amazing. Like it was this SKS video that I did. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful SKS. It was just it was really in great shape, and it was just whatever. I took a good video of it. And I, I put it onto TikTok. I put it to some song. I can't remember. Kung Fu Fighting, maybe, or mm. some dumb kind of, some dumb song. Yeah. And they took it off. They deleted it. Mm. Yeah. They said it was violating community standards. Right. Same as Facebook. That's what they often do with me. So this one you're using, what, uh, which? Uh, Twitch. 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 Yeah. Twitch might work. I don't know. What don't is know it? It's just uh, an online platform similar to... Um, TikTok, except you can do longer. It's I guess mostly live streams. Oh. So they want it. it was used. It started out as a gamer for gamers. Okay. To show their video games when they're playing, but more and more people use it now. And I think that might be. You should check into it. You can monetize it as well. And oh, can you? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I might look into that because well, I'm looking at starting up something similar, yeah. doing something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So. It'll take a little bit of time though, right? Like yours probably, it takes a little bit of time to. Well, kind of, I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't plan as much as some people. I think I was like, uh, I should do a podcast. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then it took me like, I don't know, a couple of weeks and I figured it out, okay, this is what I want to talk about. And then I just Google it, did the Google, and then I figured it out how to do it. And mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, yeah, well, this Trial little by fire. Yeah, this little <laughs> contraption you have here—that's pretty neat. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming. Uh, let me talk to you, and then I came to you. But thanks for talking to me and and you know getting into some of the little bit of you know emotional stuff possibly and uh, yeah. Hope it didn't uh, bring up too much for you. And no, no, you didn't. I thought uh, I thought you were probably going to try harder to make me cry. No, I don't. I think I, I think what I want you to do is, is if you're comfortable with it, talk about it. If not, I'm not going to push. I, I know how it is. I don't like when people push me. Yeah. So, no, yeah. but I also knew you were. Yeah, I, I knew you were coming though to talk about it. So. <laughs> cool. 
Yeah. Right, so northernelitefirearms.ca. Northernelitefirearms.ca. On the Facebook, on the YouTube sometimes? On YouTube, yeah, I do, well, yeah. I do mostly videos for my target draw. Okay, yeah. and she's going to be on Twitch coming up. I know it. Yep. Yeah, might as well. I might as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, For cool. sure, so I, I can, um, whatever, if we're done this, we can be done it, but I can link this to the... Uh, I can link this to my Facebook page. Yep, I'll put the links in the in the bio of, of all this. And okay. Yeah. And then yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. that was all cool. Right. I'm glad you're back here. How long are you yeah. back for? I come back like a couple of days at a time. Oh. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alberta's needing some attention, and then of course Regina and PA. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. But we are having another Christmas party on uh, January 7th, so oh, if, are you? if you want to come by. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be themed, uh, what, uh, 50s and 60s this time. Oh, is it? Yeah. So oh. we're, we're out of the plague now and uh, sort of, kind of. Yeah, wow. Well, well, the Prohibition Plague. Prohibition Plague, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for uh, tuning in. I don't know... Um, she just wrecked it. No, it didn't. It died. Oh, it died? My phone died? No, the gimbal. Oh, the still gimbal re- died. Still I'm still recording. That was, sorry about that. That was all weird. Um, yeah, thanks for coming uh, and watching this other episode. I hope you watch more. It's going to be on Spotify in the next couple days, I hope. And, uh, yeah, keep that instinct. I don't know. Help me with a tagline. <laughs> <laughs>